BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Valerie Borline is a national reporter for The Wall Street Journal who has been my guest previously. She owns this crazy South Carolina case. In fact, she's writing a book on it. Uh, To look at the headline, I think you'd pronounce it Alex Murdaugh. But I know from her prior appearance, the proper way to refer to this guy is Alec Murdoch. This is Valerie Borline. Hi, Valerie. Thank you for coming back. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Am I right? Alec Murdoch is the way that I should pronounce his name. You're exactly right. Here in the South, Alec is a common pronunciation almost of Alex. So here's the headline today from your coverage in the journal. Alec Murdoch, disgraced South Carolina lawyer charged with murdering his wife and his son. When you were here previously, you described this case as involving five bodies and seven investigations. My hunch is there might be a few more investigations by now. But can we begin by just talking about the family, Senior, Junior, Randolph III, and then get to Alec? Yeah, the Murdoch family is just incredibly powerful in this rural part of South Carolina, the very southeastern corner just above the Georgia state line. And it goes back to 1910 when Randolph Murdoch Sr., uh, founded a law firm in the tiny town of Hampton, population still population 2,000 people. But he found this, this law firm in 1910 and, and grew it. And then in 1920, they created a new um, district attorney or solicitor's circuit of five counties, so a really big one, the biggest in the state. And he ran for it and won. So Randolph Murdoch Sr. started kind of two centers of power in this rural area. One was the law firm, and then one was the solicitor's office. And that became of just an enormous power base. And when he died unexpectedly in 1940, his son, Randolph Murdoch Jr., known as Buster, just grew that base of power enormously. And the law firm became this dominant personal injury firm in the whole state for certain types of car crashes and and things and train wrecks, really. And then Buster also ran for solicitor and won, and he held the solicitor's position for 46 years. So from, think about it, it's from like, Roosevelt to Reagan, this person was in charge. He was the law in a five county area. He decided if you got in a if you you were in a drunk driving wreck, did you were you drunk or not? He was the decider of all that for years and years and years. And then after that, his son, Randolph Murdoch the third, became solicitor and served until two thousand and six. And the law firm became even more powerful. They would get ten million, twenty million dollar verdicts commonly. And uh, in two thousand and six Alec Murdoch was a his son. Alec Murdoch was a partner in the firm, but decided not to run for district attorney. But he still carried a badge as a volunteer solicitor. So he had kind of this this run of Murdochs running the district attorney's office for all practical purposes from 1920 to you know 
June 7th, 2021, when these homicides happened. This is the hard thing for me as an attorney to wrap my head around, that not only were they running the most dominant, the family, the most dominant personal injury firm in South Carolina, you know, the Morgan and Morgan of the Palmetto State, but that also they were the arm of the law. Well, it, it, it is hard to wrap your head around. And it was, and, and there were legislators 20, 30 years ago who said, y'all, this really isn't, isn't right. We shouldn't do it this way. But one of the most powerful lobbying arms in South Carolina is the Trial Lawyers Association, which was founded by Buster Murdoch. So right. it, it, the law finally changed um, in the 2000s, but it, it was completely, you know, okay to do that for years and years and years. Up to and including, let's say, 2017, was there anything out of the ordinary that we know of now relative to the Murdochs? Or does this begin with the housekeeper in 2018? Anything through no. 2017? Oh, oh, we we have he's been Alec Murdoch has been indicted on financial crimes that date back to 2011 mm-hmm. and potentially further. So there were he's been charged with 81 financial crimes and counting dating that far back and steadily over a decade. And then we have the death of uh, Stephen Smith in 2015. That was a, a 19-year-old student who was found in the middle of a country road, um, dead. They thought he'd been hit by a car, but it turns out he wasn't. He was just left there. And the state investigators reopened the death investigation into Stephen Smith's death two weeks after the homicides last year. So Stephen Smith was a classmate of Alex's son, and, and law enforcement found something in investigating the double homicide that led them to reopen that case. We oh don't gosh, know I, now I'm going to have to modify my chart because I've got I've got <laughs> Alec I've got Alec Murdoch in the center. I've got the housekeeper falling down the stairs, quote unquote, in 2018. Mallory Beach dies in 2019. Maggie and Paul are killed in 2021. 2021 is also the year that Alec is, quote unquote, shot, you know, by the guy in the pickup mm-hmm. truck. Again, five bodies and seven investigations. Uh, let's run through each of these quickly. You've already talked about Stephen Smith, the housekeeper in 2018. What happened to her? The housekeeper's uh, name was Gloria Satterfield, and she'd been with the Murdoch family for 20 years since their sons were infants, really. And Gloria fell down the front steps at Moselle, which is their, their hunting estate out in the rural part of Hampton County. And she fell and never really regained consciousness. She was in a coma for several weeks and died. And um, Alec Murdoch is accused of um, arranging to have himself sued saying it was his fault that she fell over the dogs and effectively suing himself and getting a big insurance settlement for the son, which, in fairness, he did. But then he, he has acknowledged that he, he, he stole, I mean, he took it. He has acknowledged in, in legal filings that he misappropriated a $4.3 million insurance settlement he never told them about. So he's, he's facing uh, significant charges in the theft, but also um, – State investigators reopened the investigation or opened an investigation into Gloria's death in September, and they recently um, announced they were going to exhume her body and try to figure out what, if anything, happened well, nefarious there. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. You, Valerie, you anticipated my next question, which was with regard to the housekeeper in 2018. Is the question there solely one? I'm not minimizing it, but solely one of financial impropriety. Or is there any reason to believe that that maybe she didn't just fall down the stairs? Well, there is some reason to believe that maybe she didn't just fall down the stairs. I I think it's going to be very, very hard to ever know the answer to that Mm -hmm. because the people who were home at that time were Gloria and Maggie and Paul Murdoch, who um, who died last year. Yeah. So I think it's going to be hard to know. There are some depositions in another case that you'll ask me about, but there's some depositions in another investigation where a couple of friends of Paul's say, and, and te- testify, well, there's always been a rumor that maybe she was pushed down the stairs rather than fell. Um, and they said, you know, this one friend in particular said that he had always heard, and Paul maybe even insinuated that he had pushed her down the stairs rather than she fell. Okay. 20- well, we don't know that for a fact. That's not, that's not proven. It's just been a deposition. Got it. Okay. One year after the housekeeper and the stairs is the Mallory Beach death. Who was Mallory Beach? Mallory Beach is the is the big one. Mallory Beach is the crux of the matter. So Mallory Beach was a 19-year-old um, friend of Paul Murdoch's. He was also 19 at the time. And she and th- was one of three couples that went out on a boat for a night of partying and drinking on February 23rd of 2019. And there was a horrendous, horrendous boat crash in the middle of the night at 2.30 in the morning. Um, the boat that was driven by Paul Murdoch hit a bridge um, and just and she was thrown from the boat, and they couldn't find her body and, until a week later, sadly. And it was just a hard, horrific accident, and her family filed a lawsuit, a wrongful death suit, and named Alec because he was the owner of the boat. 
Um, and that was the beginning of the end. All of the discovery and the, the tenacity of the lawyers in that case to try and find out what exactly happened started pulling the threads of what Alec Murdoch was doing behind the scenes all those years. I, I'm surprised to hear you say that. I'm going to have to wait for the book for the full story. But why, <laughs> why of all of the things that are on my flow chart, why is it? that you believe it was the Mallory Beach case that really started to unravel. Give, can you give me an example of sort of what came to light as a result? Yeah, I think it's a great question, but you think about it. Here you have, it was a hugely public case. It happened in Beaufort, which is a, a place that includes um, a Hilton Head, and it, it was a ton of publicity. There were, you know, a week of, you know, daylight to dusk searches hundreds of volunteers out searching for her, bo- her body. It was a f- on the front page of the newspaper every day in Beaufort. And, um, and you know, fundraisers and things of that nature. So it was this big public event, and it was, it was known that the boat was owned by the Murdochs. But for some time, uh, an extensive period of time, um, investigators started looking into whether Ellick was misleading them about who was driving the boat, trying to, say, you know, say it was another kid on the boat that was driving. And that became a big, mm. you know, investigators thought that was strange. And so they opened an investigation, an obstruction of justice investigation into Ellick's behavior. So two things, you had the, the wrongful death lawsuit there where this one lawyer who had been a close friend of Ellick's and knew sort of how he operated, decide, took on the case and, and started and knew what to ask for. You have that. And then you have the investigators taking a hard look at the boat crash case and was Ellick Murdoch really trying to deceive and save his son and his family name. So those, those, I, I truly believe that the boat crash was the turn in the story. Wow. And but for, mm. but for Mallory Beach's death, we would not be where we are today. Okay, two years later, and I've buried the lead again. By the way, this is Valerie Borline from the Wall Street Journal. You must read her coverage of this crazy South Carolina case. The, the latest is that Alec Murdoch, the disgraced South Carolina lawyer, has now been charged with murdering his wife and son. That was 2021, two years after the Mallory Beach death in the boating accident. So what do we now know about Maggie and Paul's death? Well, you know, on June, you know, June 7th, 2021, I don't think anyone could have anticipated we'd be where we are on July 14th, 2022, when he was charged. It really is a fantastical turn of events. But what we know about Maggie and Paul's death is it was a, a rainy night at Moselle. They're, they're hunting estate. It's a swampy, um, lots of trees. It's, got, it's huge, right? So it's 1,700 acres. And I looked this up yesterday. I was like, how big is Moselle? It's twice the size of Central Park, almost exactly. Wow. It's a huge property. Damn. And so it was, it was late at night, and um, Alec Murdoch said he, his original story was he came home from visiting his father, Randolph Murdoch III, who was dying. And, and found Maggie and Paul um, fatally shot outside the dog kennels. Check, they'd been checking on the dogs, um, the hunting dogs, and someone had shot them. Well, yesterday, um, on the July 14th, Ellick was charged with shooting them both, um, shooting Paul at close range with a shotgun. And I'm told that he was shot in the shoulder and then under the chin, which is a really... It was a devastating way to die because um, if your listeners, I'm sure, know about shotguns, but you do not need to shoot somebody twice. It was awful. And then Maggie was shot, again, at close range with an AR weapon and a very particular type. It, it's chambered in a, in a type of a bullet known as 300 blackout. 
So it's a it's a very fast, very rare type of, of weapon. And she was shot in the chest and then in the back, almost like she was running away. And then after she fell, she was shot twice at close range. So just it, 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 we, I, yeah. Do we know? Is, do we know which was which between them was shot, or who between them was shot first? We do not know that. Um, no. Interesting. In, interesting that one, the son was with a shotgun, and the wife was with a rifle. I wonder what's to be read into that. We, you know, we don't know what to read into the fact that they were shot with different guns, right? And I think it made the investigation very complicated right? because it raises the question: you know, why two guns if it was you right? Know, there are a lot of a lot of people will tell you if it, if it was a professional or say a robbery or a professional hit because there's some uh, allegations that um, Alec has in fact been charged with dealing drugs. There were some allegations that particularly it was drug related, so maybe you know that was a theory for a long time. But it's not clear what to make about them being shot with two guns, except if you were, you know, your investigators will tell you if you were really planning it out you would try to keep it as simple as possible. Am I right, Am I right, Valerie, that Ellick is the one who made the 911 call, that he, quote-unquote, discovered the bodies? Yes, you're right. Ellick made the 911 call around 10 o'clock that night. And it's like listening to it, it's, it's fascinating, but it's like a Rorschach test for people, I think. You can listen to it and say, wow, he sounds like a devastated father. Or other people listen to it and say, wow, he sounds like somebody who is faking it. And it's been that way from the beginning, you know, but, but he, he calls, he's, his voice is, is shaking, he's crying, and he, you know, he's, he, he's, he's frustrated. He sounds like a, a man that's panicking. So, um, yeah, he was definitely one to make the call. And because Moselle, as I mentioned, is pretty vast and very remote, it took, you know, 20, 30 minutes wow. for law enforcement to arrive. And that was the locals. And, you know, to your earlier point, you know, local law enforcement works very, very closely hand-in-hand with the family for 100 years. So they all know each other. They go out to that property to hunt for this annual thing. Right. I mean, they all know each other. So the locals show up and realize, oh, my gosh, this is the Murdochs. We need to get state investigators involved right away and turn the case over. But then it takes a while for them to get there. So part of what has made the investigation complicated, I'm told, yes, there are two guns. Yes, there are no witnesses. But, yes, it, there was a... It, Early on, this, it took a while for um, state investigators to get to the scene. But but again, they are saying, just to be clear, it's not that he hired someone. He's been charged mm-hmm. with murdering. law enfor- The prosecutors are saying that Alec Murdoch killed his own son and killed his own wife. Correct. And my understanding is in South Carolina, there's no degrees of murder, as in some other states. There's there's murder but with malice aforethought. And so they charged him directly with murder, two counts, and they did not name anyone else. So the implication is that he acted alone. And we may find out differently a month from now, but the implication of those indictments was that Alec Murdoch alone killed his wife and son. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Uh, and finally, then, in terms of the chronology, soon thereafter. There's a, there's a finally? There's never a finally. <laughs> uh, so, how about if I just say soon thereafter, Alec Murdoch himself <laughs> is shot uh, and initially says there's some guy in a pickup truck and then he comes clean. Yes. So the, the homicide took place on June 7th of 2021. And, this, and what I should mention there, you know, back to the boat crash case, there was a hearing scheduled for June 10th. So three days after the, the homicide, there was a hearing scheduled to compel Ellick to turn over his tax returns, his bank statements. And he had been resisting that for well over a year, even though they'd been subpoenaed. He wouldn't turn them over. So he was under significant crush, pressure in the boat crash case to turn over his financials, which we understand now would have been devastating. For uh, We would have revealed very unusual and now alleged illegal behavior. So that, wasn't, that was going on. And then over the summer, the boat crash case continues, but um, Gloria, there starts, the, the family of Gloria Satterfield starts to realize that something's strange. And they start applying pressure, calling Alec, hey, you said you were going to get us some money. Did you ever do that? So there's a there's a huge amount of, of pressure building on him. His lawyer later said he was a person of interest in the homicides early on. So all that is happening in the background. And then so over the course of the summer and then the Friday of the Labor Day weekend of last year, his lawyers confronted him in the afternoon and said, hey, we found some strange checks. Talk to us. And he admitted wrongdoing to them, they said, and they fired him right away. So that Friday night of Labor Day weekend, he gets fired from his law firm. He realizes Oh my gosh, you know, they're, 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 you know, the house was coming down in a lot of ways, he said. And then um, that Saturday morning, he is on the side of the road and is shot in the head. And he says it's a drive by shooting. And as it turns out, a month later, um, police charge 
Alec and then a, fr- a friend of his, a former client, of uh, attempted assisted suicide. They, they said that, you know, the fr- he, he tried to have the friend shoot him so his son, his surviving son, could get an insurance settlement. I'm exhausted, but entranced. You know, it's hard. I mean, it's all, it's all difficult. It's difficult to fathom, you know, kind of the, the depravity that's yeah. alleged here. Right. But it's also just as a practical matter, like setting the stage. Okay, this is, these are, this is five people. This yeah. is, you know, yeah. eight, and a, eight and a half million dollars alleged to be stolen, but not at once in increments over, you know, dozens of increments over a, a decade. It's I sh- a lot to digest. It is. Uh, it'll make for a great book. And you have <laughs> you have clearly exhibited your knowledge of the facts. You're perfectly suited to write it. One final thing that I, I need to say to protect all of us, his lawyers maintain his innocence. And Valerie, I would, I would also say that I know the name. I don't know the individual, but I just know the name as someone who pays attention. Dick Harpootlian, he's got heavyweight legal counsel defending him. He does, and, and Dick Harpootlian is is a is a household name in South Carolina, right? And he he came out swinging. I texted him and said, "Hey, that's a fiery statement." He came out saying he had absolutely nothing to do with this. He's being railroaded here by by state investigators who decided early on that he did it and never looked at any other possibility. And we want a speedy trial, so turn over everything you have in thirty days, all the evidence, and then we want a trial with 60 days after that wow. as, as the law allows. That is Holy really fiery. smokes. Just in and time, just in time person, for the midterms. Just in time for the midterms. <laughs> but Dick is a person who has a long history in South Carolina. He's, um, he's currently a state senator in Columbia. He is a, it was, a, was a solicitor himself, so he was a prosecutor in Columbia for years and knew the Murdoch personally. And he also was the head of the Democratic Party for many years. And a big Joe Biden supporter and his wife recently was named the ambassador to Slovenia. So Dick is 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 managing this case while traveling back and forth oh my to God. Slovenia on the regular. Oh I know, right? I know. <laughs> Why not? Why not? But uh, he's a he's a he's an extremely well regarded lawyer, as is his, his partner in this case, a guy named Jim Griffin, who are two of the best known defense lawyers in the state. So it is and they you know, they are adamant that Ellick is not, they've acknowledged wrongdoing, some financial wrongdoing. They've acknowledged that he has a long-running, or said he has had a long-running drug addiction. So they've acknowledged some things about the case, but in terms of the homicide, they're adamant he had nothing to do. What, uh, what are you going to call the book? <laughs> I, what, what, what should I call it? <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you have a working title? I don't. I have about four, but, it, but there's so many. It's so rich. It's just such rich material because it's set against this backdrop of the rural South, which is inherently interesting and kind of the, the spiritual heart of, of my part of the world. So there, there's, there's so much resonance there, but I really haven't said it on the title. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rich. It is really, really rich. I, I can't thank you enough. This is the second time that you've graced us with your presence. That was an excellent explanation of what this case is all about and delivered like just straight down the middle here are the facts as we know them. And I really appreciate it, and I wish you good things with your book. Well, thank you. Please have me back because I can promise you there will be more twists. Oh, I I just don't want to over overstay my welcome. Believe me, I want you to continue to provide us with <laughs> the have, coverage. I mean, I mean, sincerely, you have such good questions and you're such a good listener. It really is a delight to talk well, to thanks. you and, and think about these things. Thank you very much. Valerie, I appreciate thanks. it. Valerie Borline, ladies and gentlemen, national reporter for The Wall Street Journal. There, there you go. The case of Alec Murdoch. Alec Murdoch. Holy smokes. 
the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.